0: GGTV Podcast. We're shaking things up. Not only are we live from the world famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill on the first Sunday of every month with our live studio audience, GGTV Live. We're back on the third Sunday of every month with our intimate GGTV sessions. Live from a secret location in San Diego. That's twice a month. We're just spoiling you, San Diego. GGTV, bringing unity and community to Hillcrest live from a secret location on a private retreat somewhere in san diego california this is gg tv sessions i
1: want a sunday kind of love a love to last past saturday night I want a Sunday love that's lasting from Saturday night. Hey girl, hey, it's me, Gigi, and welcome to Gigi TV Sessions. I am here today with, I had to write this all down because I wanted to make sure I gave you the right intro. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm here with Southern California's hardest working drag queen, in my opinion, there's many, but you're, girl, you're 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 a mover and a shaker. Not only is she a drag queen, she is a graphic artist, a content creator, a show director, a cosplay aficionado, a female impersonator, the mother of the House of Vixen, and the bitch makes dolls.
2: <laughs> that that sounds about right, yeah. Did I miss anything? Um, and a husband and wife. And a, and a husband and crazy wife. Crazy person inside.
1: The one and only, please welcome, Kixie Vixen. Styles.
2: Hi, thank you, Gigi, for having me. Thank
1: uh, you so much. Oh, absolutely. You know, the the studio podcast is very um. um there's a lot of information that goes into that one. We're talking about events in Hillcrest. We're talking about politics and all that kind of good stuff, which I think is important. That's why we created it, to create a platform for people to, to speak and to have a voice. But these sessions are, are kind of my favorite or becoming my favorite. That you're, you're only my second one.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. I feel so... So virginal and special oh, and yes. fresh, but yet we just kind of talk, talk shit. I
1: love, Not talk I love it. I love talking shit, <laughs> talking <laughs> shit. But you know, just talk about life, yeah. about love. Uh, you know, about, um, about just our lives. So I, you know, I I consider you a sister.
2: Same. Yes. Yes. You yes. You know, yes.
1: I've been privileged to watch you grow. Like you came onto the scene. What year, When did you start doing drag?
2: 2013 2013 or might have yeah it might have been late 2012 2013 i know in june of this coming year i'm taking it as like my official tenure i'm turning 10 years old y'all um as like my official year because i think that's when i did my first show and i'm taking it as that's like my initiation and my Kixie birthday what was your very first show it was at Numbers Numbers is gone now I know yes. oh. But it was at Numbers uh, My drag mother Regina um, Had a show there Or Might have been through the court I forget exactly No actually no I'm lying Sorry It was uh, The King's Club It was the King's yes. Club She hosts that show I think she still does it now It's like It's been going on forever. That's the longest-running drag show in California. I I think so, yeah. Yes, yes. And she was hosting there, and she asked me to do it, or she was like, this is where you're going to do it, and I did it, and... Had you been doing drag at that point, or this was just like, oh, I'm going to fucking put some makeup on and try it? I mean, I was, but it wasn't really like drag drag like okay this is what I'm gonna do or this is what I'm gonna like oh, I'm gonna go perform it was more for like Halloween or oh I wanna fill my cosplay X-Men mm-hmm. Oats and I would dress up as Mystique or something for Halloween or you know whatever but I never did it prior to that date as like as a show or as a performer okay, so
1: you 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 weren't completely virginal. So Halloween, you usually
2: did a yeah. cosplay
1: character
2: and so forth. Didn't know how to pad back then. So I just, I remember like stuffing pillow stuffing and then trying to shape You've always had an ass. Yeah, yeah. But then I figured out that you could actually cut it out of foam and make hips. So, yeah. But yeah, Next year will be 10 years in June. And you've loved every minute of it. I have. I mean, there are times <laughs> where I'm just like, what the hell was I thinking? Why did I go into this? But I love every minute of it. I really do. I do. What
1: What is your favorite part of creating Kixie? Is it the process? Is it the performance? Is it the, you know, what really gets you going?
2: I think just being able to bring out a character that has been living in my head or in my spirit and to be able to bring her out as this female character and then make people laugh and smile and take them on a journey with me on this like process of you know Kixie. i think that's like the thing i love the most just being able to share that persona and then make people happy from that persona and and you you truly
1: are um a chameleon i guess if you if you will when you i love when you post
2: after your month is done like all of the looks from the month oh thank you yeah it's um i look back on my pictures i start deleting pictures and i'm like oh crap i didn't put this up or i should put these out you know i should you know and i do it um yes to keep a record of it and not completely delete them but also just to kind of show people that you could be very creative with drag and it's not just well at least to me it doesn't have to be one specific way you could just play with all the colors of like the palette of the rainbow and just have fun with it i think the main thing is to have fun with drag that's that's the main thing. you definitely
1: have fun with it, and I think um, it's kind of it's really very cool too so, sorry to any of you hearing just a moment, please The secret space the secret space're <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're at a pool outside surrounded by palm trees and um, people doing work <laughs> What I was going to say is that um, it's kind of interesting. Like, where, where I did started my drag in Miami, you know, it was all about being sexy. And, you know, it was just drag. We, it's just sex. It's just beauty and, and gorgeousness. And wasn't so much female impersonation. Uh, you know, when I came to California is when I was really introduced to the art of female impersonation. Like, my cabaret show, we weren't even allowed... To do impersonations, oh you no! Know, the life's a drag. Voodoo lounge every Sunday. I did it for thirteen years, and you were not allowed to do Cher. You were not allowed to do Bette Midler. You were not allowed to do. You could do the songs, but you weren't allowed to dress up and emulate them. Oh, interesting, right? Yeah. Wh- why was that? What was? Um, well, we had a pretty, um, uh, uh, a pretty well-known uh, cabaret. I think it was called um, Azucar. Azucar. I can't remember the name of it but they were very you know they were all female impersonators so our the owner of this club um, Wendy Tosconi she was like you know I want to do something different you know I don't want to see girls I want to see uh, that's why I really got the job at the time. I was very Club Kitty. I wasn't okay. quite girl. I wasn't quite boy. I was more of this androgynous mix. And she's like, you are kind of what I want. Like, I want something avant-garde. I want something that people aren't going to normally see. She goes, oh, I how feel fun. like, you know, the share impersonators and everything in South Florida had already been done. Let's do something different. So I didn't really have a lot of exposure to it until I came out here. I got to meet Chad Michaels and, and you know, Dream Girls, which obviously has the best of the best of female. Impersonators, yeah,
2: watching that like watching her and and um Glenn, Glenn. Allen and Trina, just like when they try, I'm just like, I remember the first time I saw them, I was just like, Whoa, like how is this even possible? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when I, I remember going to my very first Dream Girl show and just sitting there, and I remember like I started to cry, like I'm sitting there watching them. And um, I just started crying. And I was like, one day I want to be up there. I want to do what they're doing. And I remember I was like, okay, well, who is the diva that I want to impersonate? And I try to go and do Christina. My face just does not work. It just does not work. But I still, I live my best Christina Aguilera life. When
1: Glenn (laughs) beat your face though, girl, she pulled Christina out of you. It's hard to do minimal.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know? And I feel like that, I'm sure a lot went into it, but
2: it came across minimal yeah. makeup but and you-, you feel so naked same thing so mm-hmm. Chad was the one that told me like you need to do Jennifer Lopez and you need to do Jennifer Lopez and I was like no I don't know I don't know and finally I was like okay well I'm going to listen to her and then when I did it I was like oh my god I think I can make this work but that used to make me feel so naked even till this day when I do it like just I, I, my face feels so naked but it also taught me to bring down my makeup and so when I do do my regular makeup and it's minimal I don't feel as naked now mm-hmm. you know when i'm doing i don't know it's like a, it's a little bit of a balance and i mm-hmm. think that's the thing with dream girls a lot of the the girls they've been doing it for so long is that they know how to have that balance of the impersonation subtlety but it still like reads very well because sometimes like you could be in the back room and we could be looking at each other's faces and i'm just like "Ooh, that looks really harsh and then you see pictures and you see them out on stage and and you're like down that's beautiful yeah but you know, it's 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 the beat of impersonations.
1: And the thing that you've also really added... I mean, Chad has always been into cosplay, but I really feel like the introduction of you has brought this
2: wave of cosplayers to San Diego. Yeah, I don't I mean, <laughs> think... You know, so when I started, I don't think any... I, I don't know, maybe there there were, but I don't think there was a name for it yet. And I don't think because originally my whole thing was like i just wanted to do comic book movie characters like that's that was my whole thing and my name was actually gonna be marvella kyle you know a play on marvel comics and okay. selena I mean, kyle, kyle. Mm-hmm. so it was gonna be marvella kyle but then my husband was like you're kind of putting yourself in a box and you know how, how are you gonna grow and i was like oh, okay and so then he ended up Kind of like giving me my name,
1: because you were in the car and you were listening to Kixie.
2: <laughs> no, I We were, I wish it was like that, but we were literally. Um, we were gonna do the show. You know, we were gonna have the my first show at the King's Club, and my husband's like, "So, what are you gonna name yourself?" And we're like, "Seriously, in a secret place like this with palm trees and by the pool." And he's like, "So, what are you gonna name yourself?" And I was like, "I don't know." I'm like, "I'm." He's like, "Well, the show is like, like a I think like a week or two away." Like, and. <laughs> He's like, well, what do you like? What are you thinking? And I was like, well, um, I just love like like kick-ass vixens, like vixens that kick ass. And he's like, well, what about Kixie Vixen? And I was like, oh, that sounds young and healthy. I'll take that. (laughs) So ever since then, he named me and I kept it. She sounds like she can do backflips and
1: and beat off villains (laughs) for sure. So. And uh, your mother, of course, uh, Regina Styles, mm-hmm. the, the mother of the House of Styles. Styles. Mm-hmm. So, you, were you Kixie Styles first, or K- Kixie Vixen Styles right from the get-go? Well,
2: she originally just said you could just name yourself whatever you want. Like it could be, you know, you don't have to take my last name. And so I was like, okay, I'll just be Kixie Vixen. And then I was at one of the Kings Club shows. This might have been like the following month, or I forget. There was some kind of event, and her grandpa was there and she introduced like her biological grandfather he like would come to the show and I remember I was wearing this like really crazy looking wig I looked like Bozo the Clown um, and you know whatever I, He she introduces me to him and then um, he's like oh well why don't you have her last name and I was like oh well I don't know He's she said I don't really need to take it He's like, well, you know, the, the the style's last name has, like, history, like, from, you know, her drag mother. And I guess back in the day, there was only, like, three or two or three houses in San Diego that had kind of started things. And she's like, why wouldn't you, like, take it? He almost felt like, why am I disrespecting, like, uh-uh. you know. And so I was like, you know what? You're right. It's not okay for me to not take the last name. I want to, you know wear it with a badge of honor. You know, there, there is history. And I, um, I've um, i always been the type of person to pay respect to everybody that paved the way before me. So I was like, wherever this journey takes me, I want to take that part of me with me too. So I took it. So I was like, okay, it changed it. Kixie Vixen styles. And, and it rolls off the tongue. <laughs> I know, I it does, it every, right? Every Saturday, Kixie yeah. Vixen styles. Yeah. So <laughs> that's how I ended up with it. And yeah, mother's great. Mother's great.
1: And do you... Um, I guess you've already answered this question. You prefer doing cosplay
2: characters over, over anything else? I I do, but I also, I think in like the last five years, I've, o- I've almost wanted to come up with my own characters and my own, I've learned to like almost take these characters that I used to have in my head that I think probably came from reading comic books and watching all this sci-fi stuff and I just call them, you know, from Planet Nebular and uh, they're just nebulant characters that come out once in a while and they're all from another, like, planet. They're, like, very space, space yes. uh, I mean, cyberpunk-ish.
1: Right away comes to mind is the the long purple dress. Oh, my
2: Squidarella! The
1: Squidarella look, yeah. quintessential... Kixie, yeah, amazing, and I love you. Just did a little update with it. Thank you. Yeah, was. it was time
2: for an update. Yeah,
1: and then of course the, the hamster balls
2: <laughs> oh, yes.
1: come to mind, <laughs> as well as something that is very you, very you, you've created. Um, what, what made you put hamster balls on your head? Was that a RuPaul's Drag Race audition tape, uh, ninety nine
2: cent store challenge? No, <laughs> that, that was actually during quarantine. We were. Um, I think we went to Target and we, you know, had our masks on. And I think they had this big old section of just they were getting rid of things. I think they were just, I don't know, they were getting rid of things. And there were these hamster balls there, (laughs) and I was like, "Well, I'm fucking bored right now." Yeah, I'm gonna take them, and I took them home, and they actually sat there for like probably like a good year, or no, no, maybe like six months. They just sat there, and I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna do something with these." and made this head thing, put lights in them and... Voila! A little. I, I love that number. Hamster ball, you know. And you do that to which? What song is uh, that? You always dance monkey. Dance monkey. Oh. And I then just it's love so. That the song. When I hear that song, I totally see you. And then the re- once it goes into the remix, like <laughs> hardcore, and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, please let these balls not come falling off. of my head. <laughs> They never have. <laughs> yeah, they haven't. They're on so. pretty tight.
1: <laughs> well, I I really enjoyed watching you um evolve. Well, thank you. You know, and as a fellow artist, I know that there's. Always more evolution to come. So I look yeah. forward to seeing what you bring in
2: the like, future. I'm like, can I attach like limbs to my actual body? Like maybe wings on my head? Why not? <laughs>
1: do it. Do it. So we were talking a little bit earlier in the car on the way over here. And this is something um, that I think a lot of queens have to, uh, have to kind of process. Something that we all kind of work through on, in our own way. Um, it's the interesting dichotomy of going out and being a boy Mm -hmm. after performing to thousands of people as a queen Mm -hmm. and it's like you go from this high of thousands of people watching you screaming at you hundreds of people sometimes 20 people sometimes but you know you get the picture (laughs) a crowd of people watching you acknowledging your beauty and like just wanting to be near you wanting to share your light And then you walk into a club as a boy and nobody turns around and looks at you. And it's really,
2: it's a mindfuck. It is. It's a complete mindfuck. And it, it kind of, you start questioning yourself like, okay, am I attractive? Am I not attractive? You know, am I better off, you know, just dressing up all the time and just being out in drag all the time and maybe just the attention is satisfying enough. But it's like, well, what if I want to get laid? Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna get laid with like pads coming out of, you know, like they'll be like, "What is this?" Or I don't know, maybe people I mean, would be like, "If you I were I love in Miami
1: in the <laughs> '90s, girl, you would have no shortage of chasers." But, <laughs> but I totally like. I oh, hold on, there's another garbage, pail going by. <laughs> um, it, it, it is, it is a mind fuck, and. You know, it's something that I think you'll get used to. I mean, you're going on 10 years. I'm going on 27 years <laughs> of doing this. You know, we're both very fortunate, though, to have men in our lives mm-hmm. that love us. Yeah, our husbands and are. partners.
2: Yes. Yes,
1: absolutely. And do you know, I think that's one of the first times you and I spoke, spoke, or I went to your wedding. Yes. Who did I go to your wedding with?
2: With uh, Sorsha at the time? Yes. Saoirse. Sorsha, yeah. Yes. Um so yeah i mean that was we did a really big wedding we waited and waited because we were like okay we could we could there was like a little tiny gap where the license to get married was out there and then they, they they it went back to no you cannot and then we were like you know what let's just wait and then when we decided to get married we were like we're gonna go all the way out because we want to invite people we want to show people that you can have something big and fun and beautiful and it's not just for our straight counterparts like we could actually do it in a very big fun way and we did we had like 200 plus people we had drag queens there Mm -hmm. we had you know we did the mother son dance we did our I mean it was we we took a little bit of what a straight wedding would be and then we added our big old gay and I also added my love for X-Men in Mm -hmm. there and just twisted it all together and made a Happy, happy, like wedding, but it was beautiful. I remember you were married outside on the lawn. Mm-hmm. It was on
1: Coronado Island. right? Yes, Coronado yeah. Island. Yeah, and um, it was a beautiful backdrop, and then we, it was a lovely reception. Yeah, it was. It, it was. was yeah. So fortunately, so so fuck all you guys who are out there <laughs> ghosting us queens. <laughs> yes, um, when we talk to you on the hookup app and our dick and ass look good to you, but then you see our face and be like, oh no, that's a drag queen. I can't.
2: Yeah, I can't do that. Fuck you. And I. I just, I don't under understand it, and I think it's, part of me is like, okay, do you have some kind of problem with femininity, and you think that because... They have the problem. Right, that. they have a uh-huh. problem, that if they do hook up with somebody that does do drag, like, oh, that I'm... There's a stigma. Yeah. There There's totally a stigma. is. Mm-hmm. But there is a, a, a little bit of a mind fuck within yourself, where you do you're almost like living two people. You know, you're there's that you do are, you know, where they're say like, um, I know in Indian cultures where they're like, there's half of your spirit. If you are gay, then you know, there's you're half feminine, half masculine. Two spirited. I think spirit, yeah, indigenous two, people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're two spirited. And I think when you embody that, I think a lot of people get scared of that. And, you know, it's kind of sad, but it's, it's, something they have to work on. Uh, Totally. And I I mean, and, and we have to work on that too. Like me personally, I know that I have to feel empowered. Like my husband will tell me like, you need to be able to walk into spaces when you're not in drag and feel empowered. And I'm like, yeah, I do, but it's not as easy as you think to go. Like, it's like, you can't just, easier said flip, than yeah you can, I can't just flip my mind and says like, the tall hot you're right. <laughs>
0: that you
1: have i know my husband says similar t- things too and i'm just like well you're sexy <laughs> yeah like, well so are you and i'm like well i don't know that everybody else would agree with you on that but thank you
2: <laughs> yeah well you are sexy okay? <laughs> so are you girl Well, thank you, you, you. got trade going on, <laughs> trust <laughs> so yeah i mean we were talking about that on the way over here and it, it, I, I went through it a long time ago I, I think
1: probably about 10 years in was when it was really starting to bother me so yeah. I, I think you're gonna work through it just fine
2: okay. <laughs> well thank you thank you thank you <laughs> I hope so if not I'll just I'll go out and drag all the time and be like fuck you all Like,
1: <laughs> fuck
2: you all and with all that
1: have a 30 second break at it
0: <laughs> wanna join us live? wanna meet our cast and special guests? have your say on this very podcast Then come join our live studio audience, Sundays from 12 noon, live from the world-famous Urban Moe's Bar and Grill. We can't wait to meet ya. She, he, they, let's just say gender bender, and we love it. Back to you, Glitz Glam. Check, check, one, two, one, two, and we're back. We're
1: back. And, of course, on that little um, little break, we brought up the topic of pronouns. And I might get some heat for this because I, f- I don't want to say the wrong thing, but I have to express my opinion. I feel like, you know, there's the garbage. <laughs> I have to express my opinion on it. I'm curious how you feel. I, mean, I, I, I would never want anyone to feel uncomfortable. So I, I do... Um, I do try to always give people the proper pronouns but i'm frustrated or frustrated confused sometimes when gender neutrality or non-binary or gender fluid come into play and people get upset if they're misgendered when they're not a he or a she but they're a they but they're presenting very feminine but are clearly ma- it's do you how what are your feelings on pronouns? Are like are are you one to say I am a he at this time and I'm a she at this time and you know there's no gray area?
2: Um I guess since I don't struggle with my identity, I I can't really like I don't want to say I can't really talk about it, but there have been times where I have had friends or are people that either start dating someone and they're like, "Oh, they're they're non-binary and they you know and then i make it a point to try to you know address them by you know their pronouns but if it slips it slips i i don't i try not to make a big deal out of it because there have been times where even my friend that is dating someone that is non-binary i will say like hey are they going with you and they'll be like what are you talking about and i'm like are they going with you and they're like who who and i'm like Uh, your partner and they're like oh yeah yeah uh, yeah they are going with me i'm like you're the one this is this is your you know this is your partner and um so i know that sometimes it could be very difficult um i think as much as we want to be there to to respect you know their pronouns i think sometimes people that don't want to have a he or a she pronoun just to be a little, like, you know, I don't want to say um, respectful, but just uh, uh, don't make it so hard. Like, we're, we're not coming from a disrespectful place. Right. Be a little more compassionate Compa- Yeah. We're
1: trying to be compassionate for you as yeah. well. Like I said, I would never, like, intentionally misgender someone or mislabel someone. But, I mean, there are, as I use the term guys, like when I'm talking yeah. to a group of per- people. And, ooh, girl, did I get it. Really? (laughs) I got it one day at Moe's. There was like two boys and two trans girls. And I was like, hey guys, you can't sit there. um, You know, that's for dinner only. Bitch. (laughs) Oh my God. They both, their heads turned. And they're like, do I look like a man to you? And I'm like... (laughs) No, it's just a terminology. Hey guys, you know. Yeah. But I've had to like learn to be more sensitive of that, and so now it's like I always say, "Honey, sugar, baby." Yeah. You know, <laughs> something safe.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, we, we are walking in a in a space, and you know, I I don't um I don't walk in those shoes, but then at the same time, just as much as like when I walk into a space that I'm not in drag and I feel very invisible, I understand how they would like to be acknowledged, you know, by. By what they, you know, identify as. And I, I do get it, but I think something like that with you, like, obviously you weren't being disrespectful. You were, you were, you're literally in most, the most welcoming and loving space that there is. Like, in San Diego, like, I, I don't know. But like, I, I think pick your battles. I, I, I don't know. I, I agree. Pick your battles. I, I do feel like, though, you know,
1: is this, is this making them a bit soft? Like yeah. you can't expect life to to always be bubbles and hearts and and beautiful and and to go your way, you know. Are is this next generation feeling a bit, you know? To, to, I don't know. Yeah. Do you, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Soft. Like it's like, girl, life's gonna be hard. It's you're gonna be hurt, you know. And if you, if you can't be just secure enough in your person and being and, and being present. You know, you got some other steps, honey, (laughs) because it's not always going to be that way. And you might be living in a Hillcrest bubble where all of that Mm -hmm. is does curate to you and people are sensitive of that. But, you know, when you're traveling, you're going to get misgendered. You're going to get mislabeled. Are you going to have a meltdown at the international airport? You know, you know, your ID says one thing, but you're portraying something else. You know, there's so many Instances or situations, and I just—it's—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's an interesting topic.
2: Yes, it is, and I think um, I personally can't talk about it because I don't—I um, guess I don't walk those shoes, and I do not um, I, I know what I identify when I'm at a drag, and you know, in drag. Like, I mean, to me, I try to live in a very spiritually just um, open space and try to understand people and. Where they're coming from, even sometimes when people are jerks and people are complete dicks, I try to just say, you know what? Their life might have been different than mine. They might be having something that they woke up today that maybe hurt them, or they've been hurt for the last 10 years, and I just got caught in their path. My life is still gonna continue on whether they're complete jerks or dicks. And there are many times where I just let things be because I'm like, I'm like, that's 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 your problem. That's your struggle. Um, and you know with people that just identify or or are non-binary or just you know whatever their identity is i just let them walk their life through that and i hope that in this universe that in this on this planet that they are just treated kindly and gently and i just want that in return as well you know because we i would never want to come from a disrespectful place to disrespect anybody and if something does slip up it never came from a place to like hurt anybody or to like you know to be rude or to hope that something bad
1: happens to them. Of course not and then the and the only reason I mention it too is I I, I, I worry for mm-hmm. for our community our, our trans community that are in those gender fluid non-binary kind of states you know I, I, I don't want them hurt and I just I hope that uh, they hear it and they understand where we're coming from.
2: Yeah and I think what you're saying what you were saying earlier about um you know, like I said, I I don't walk in their shoes, but there is a struggle part that you have to almost like. Well, you kind of do walk yeah. in their shoes, so. yeah, because you were just in in the sense where you're
1: saying when you're in drag and you're in that female character, and then you come back to your male character. You are drag queens or artists are gender fluid people. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, it's a different. It's more of an artistic expression or an entertainment, uh, you know, layer of it. Mm-hmm. There's another layer. <laughs> There's so many layers yeah. to our orientation and our sexuality. Um, it, it's it's pretty fascinating. Yeah, I think we need to have like a psychologist or a psychiatrist on one day, huh, bitch boy? <laughs> talking about talking to our producer. <laughs> um, so you talked a little bit about struggles and you know, um. I thought maybe we could just... I, I want to know how you're doing. I know that, uh, you know, you lost your mom. Mm-hmm. What is it now? Two,
2: two years? It'll be two years in January. Yes. Yeah. I lost her to COVID. Yes. Um, d- She went into the hospital de- uh, Christmas Day, December 25th. She passed away January 28th. And, um... I completely stepped away from everything for like a good three months. Mm-hmm. I was up North with my family and completely stepped away. I feel like it was like a rebirth. There was a re reevaluation of life and a complete just change of just my whole world got turned upside down and I had to like figure out how to like bring it back to normal and having to perform for, um, you know, people and try to make people happy when you're walking on a stage with a broken heart. It is one of the hardest things that you can do. And I think after I came back and I started performing, I won't lie. I I started drinking a lot. I started drinking a lot. I started drinking a lot during the shows because I was like, I can't do this. I can't go out there and just be in this state of sadness. I need to feel like I'm part of the party to give them a party, um, I'm a lot better now. I do have my moments where, you know, I, you know, it, it. you just get that cold, hard, just stab in the heart and, um, just kind of like have to shake it off. But I also have to say that from that situation, I've never had a loss so close to me, um, in that form, you know, like I've never lost a family member or anything. My mom was the first one. Um, I learned to take that and just put it into my creativity. And, I've also have kept telling myself, you only you only live once, you know, how are you going to make it the best that you can? And I know it's cliche, but I do try to do that as much as possible and try to just put that pain into my art, into trying to be creative and uh, just try to get the word out there to people too about COVID. You know, I know winter is around the corner and I know people have different takes or they're like, oh, I don't want to get a shot or a booster, which is Totally up to you, whatever. But it helps, and when you've lost someone to COVID, it's it's not it's not a game, it's not a joke, it's not it's 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 not what people make it out to be. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it was just, it's still sad, but I've also learned to turn it around and um, make it my strength. But
1: well, I commend you. I can't, you know, I lost my father when I was very young, so the. Losing someone close to you, I didn't quite process it right. I still, to this day, if someone passes, I I don't, it doesn't affect me the same way it affects other people. I think that's because of losing him when I was so young. Um, But it's interesting when you are talking about performing, when people don't, you know, when you perform, when drag queens are putting their heart out to you and, and the audience is sucking that love right out of you. And I commend you because I know you are, you were empty, you yeah. know,
2: and, and you powered through it. And the hardest one was, um, at lips on Sunday for mother's day. Mm. I had to go out there, host the show, do the show and just, you know, and bring up all the moms and with their, you know, take pictures and, you know, celebrate them, you know, celebrate all these moms. And, um, it was really hard, and at the, which was and one of the beautiful things from that day is that one of the um, audience members there knew that I had lost my mom, and you know saw me, and she was like, "Hey, come here!" And then my mom wants to take a picture with you or something like that, and I was like, "Oh, well, we already did or whatever." So I go over there, and she's like, um, "She's like, I know that you lost your mom, and I want my mom to give you a big motherly hug." Aww. Oh bitch I lost it Aww. I lost it but it was also so beautiful and so genuine and so nice and you know after just like giving 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 and somebody being like hey come here I want to give you a little bit of light and a little you know my mom wants to give you a hug it was like and she kind of looked like my mom too she was like this Aww. short little little you know ama latina woman <laughs> and I was just like oh my god like I think it was my mom from the other side just being like I mean I almost felt like you know the movie the ghost when um When um, what's-his-name goes into Whoopi Goldberg, Uh uh I feel like that was my mom, She's like, okay, I'm going to go give you a hug.
1: (laughs) I feel that I am very sensitive to those kind of energies, and just when you're talking about her, I got chills and Mm. goosebumps in the back of my neck, and I can totally
2: feel a sense of that she's very proud of you. I hope so. I think so. (laughs) I've had dreams of her coming and saying things, beautiful things, and even wearing wigs that she's like <laughs> where I'm like, Ama, like, what are you doing? Like your hair is like aqua blue. Like what is happening? And then she's like, I know it's like your hair. And then, you know, just giving me this, I'm a drag queen. Baby. I'm a drag queen up here. You know, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 um, it's been hard, but at the same time I've, I've turned it around. I'm still trying to turn it around, but I've had some beautiful moments from hard moments. And I am a true believer that of those hard moments, Beautiful things can come from them. And what I've noticed or what I've
1: seen with you is, and I love that, family is really important to you. And I see you making the efforts to go home and to take time off. It's so important to have a balance of work and life. And when you do drag and you're in the party all the time it's kind of hard to separate it as a job
2: and and Mm -hmm. to realize you need a break from it because you're like, oh, I'm just going out to the club, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And before COVID, I was just, it was just, I know I'm working now, but I was just working. I mean, it was like work, 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 work. And I will, I was also in a space of like, if I let my foot off the gas, like I'm 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 just gonna I'm gonna get lost. I, like mm-hmm. my identity was all that, and so when I actually had to pause and look at, at my life and look at what I lost, the loss of my mother, like it really put so many things in perspective. I'm like, bitch, if I like if this car falls, just like if the Kixie car just falls apart, like what matters the most is that I still have my family, I still have my husband, I still have like friendships and friends that love me. You know that's what matters Mm -hmm. and work will be there and so anybody that's out there whether you do drag whether you're in an office whatever it is that you do family 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 and time for you too because you only got one life and i've i've seen some friends and some people that really like work themselves to like to be sick like they get sick from like you know and she's right here. So take some time <laughs> off, girl. I feel very attacked right now.
1: Girl, I went through it. I, I, I know. I know. What do you do? To, I know that you are you yoga is, mm-hmm. and, and you jog. I mean, are those um, tools that you use to, to ground yourself? What else? Do yes.
2: You do? Yoga is a big part of my life. I, I Yoga centers me. It brings it all together it's spiritually physically mentally i recommend yoga to everybody um i run i run about five miles a day and i love just putting my music on and that's when i get the most inspired because i'm just i go into they call it the runner's high once you hit that runner's high and the music's playing like bitch there'll be times where music also i'm like I will literally picture myself walking on stage, like, oh, and I'll do this and I'll do that. And then at this point, I'll do the headstand, and then I'll come down. And then sometimes in my head, I'm like, I'll spin and spin and spin and spin. And I'm like, bitch, if you really try to do that, like in your head, it seems like in this runner's high, it's perfect. But bitch, <laughs> if you really try to do that, which I've tried it, and I'm like, oh, this was way too much. and my runner's high, this seemed like the perfect thing to do. But yeah, I do yoga, I run, I, I try to go to the gym, but then I also feel kind of awkward at the gym sometimes. But I got a new gym. So we'll See how that goes, but um, yeah, and I just try to um, give myself time to enjoy life with the husband. You know, um, movies. We try to do at least one date night a a week. Mm -hmm. Um, We have lots of sex. Sex Mm -hmm. is beautiful and amazing. It's one gift that was given to us. Uh, I actually have popper nose burned right now. Like, (laughs) like if you could see my nose, (laughs) Um, and. but, yeah, I just try to to um, to just feed my spirit, my heart, and my mind with, with good things. And when those bad things do come around, just try to flip them around as hard as it may be sometimes. But, you know. <laughs> I hear you, girl. I hear you.
1: So where can we find Kixie on a weekly basis?
2: Oh, on a weekly basis. Okay. Well, you could find me in bed, just asleep, watching TV. <laughs> no, I wish. Um, no, well, so my week... So after I came back from COVID, I used to, my week was crazy. It was like, I think I only used to have like Monday off and it was always like Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. You know, it was just crazy. So when I came back, I was like, no, I'm going to have a balance. And so now there are weeks where they get a little crazier than others. But my normal, normal week on Wednesdays you could catch me at dream girls uh, that's uh, urban uh, slash urban I mean dream girls if you guys would like to book your tables there I'm there twice a month um, so dream girls I'm at riches right after that at midnight every uh, Wednesday at mischief at riches um, and then I Oh, I try to get myself Thursdays and Fridays off. And then on Saturdays, uh, Bubbles for Brunch. Yay, my baby. Uh, bubbles for Brunch every Saturday. Um, you can go to urbanmos.com slash bubbles. And there is just a rotating cast of fabulous, fabulous queens and kings and just, you know, everything in between. And it's a it's a big celebration. It's an interactive show. So if you guys do come, just come prepared to, to uh, be a part of it. And then on Saturday nights, I am at Toucans um, uh, for Playhouse with Kixie. and you could go to toucanstikilounge.com to book your tables there, and that's just fun in the desert in, um, in Palm Springs. And then on Sundays, I'm at Lips um, for Showstoppers, and, um, and then everything else in between that just kind of pops up. I know for December 13th, I'll be at Showtunes with uh, Miriam, and um, and then, yeah, just randomly through throughout the week, if something does pop up on like Thursday or Friday, I'll take it or on Sunday during the summer. I do have high low in Oceanside, which is like the only drag show up there, A, a drag brunch mm. in Oceanside. At first, I was a little nervous, but it's actually really fun. Like people actually really enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm just all over the place. And then in yeah. the months of July and October you can't get a hold of her. Yeah, it's between Pride and Comic-Con. Com-Con, yeah. <laughs> Comic-Con is probably like my busiest like busiest week of of them. So you're doing like on. two gigs, three mm-hmm. gigs a day for mm-hmm. like two weeks almost. Yeah. Between Pride and Yeah, Pride and and Comic-Con <laughs> and I um, mean they were just hitting me up for LA Comic-Con if I would go do a panel, but I can't do it cuz I have Bubbles. I have
1: bubbles. <laughs> we love you at Bubbles. Bubbles on Saturday is one of my favorite days of the week. Yay. Um, aside from my own party, Church of Glam, <laughs> once a month on Sundays. And I uh, like—I gave you a shout out when, when I announced that we had scaled back from three, from four every Sunday to just one Sunday. Because, girl, I tried taking on drag weekly. And, <laughs> and my body said no. <laughs> You got me twisted. So, you know, I I give you all so much tread. I I, I used to work in drag full time, but even when I worked full time in drag, I always kept a side job. So I've always been a hustler like that. But what are some words that you could maybe give aspiring queens that may be listening to you right now? Um, Booking shows is a bitch.
2: Oh, my God.
1: Yeah you know and they don't see you know what goes into scheduling girls they don't realize too you do all of your own pretty much advertising for your shows mm-hmm. so you're you're doing double the work of most girls so what are some tips that you could tell aspiring baby queens that they need to know when coming into this scene what are you looking for when you vet or or consider a queen
2: well i mean the main thing is I, I I do understand that you do need that space to grow. You need those shows to grow. But my biggest thing is um, there are those places. And with my shows, um, it's not that I'm trying to be um, like a jerk or anything, but I also have a responsibility to my audience and to the venue that is booking me and or has me there producing a show. So when I do bring girls in, I'm looking for girls that are gonna be able to entertain first of all because that every you know a lot of girls can get into drag and that's you know you could look beautiful i've seen some girls that are stunningly beautiful and then you put them out on stage and they look like deers and headlights they mm-hmm. they or they just like start they see money and they start running towards it and grabbing it like you know like they're just it's just money collecting but they forget that you have to entertain you know this is part of the job and so when i do book girls or when i do um bring entertainment um yes i do have the ones that i just love that i might almost like my regulars because i know they're gonna bring it i know they're gonna look amazing they're, they're gonna be on time on time <laughs> they're not gonna get drunk, drunk. um they, they're gonna promote uh-huh. they're gonna do their part to to make this show successful because there have been times where i have booked girls that maybe they're great but they won't promote um mm-hmm. uh, maybe they're great but they'll get shit face drunk Mm -hmm. Uh, you know there's all these things that go into it so when I do book girls and when I do have you know you know like for example with bubbles I want to have girls that are going to entertain that are going to be on time that are going to bring it that are are um, also nice and not jerks or divas that expect things that you know just demanding Um, also I believe in spreading the love so I love taking making sure that Our stage managers that are collecting our tips get paid. Um, You, you know, you're a back voice that, you know, they tip you out that, you know, the bar is giving you free drinks. Make sure you tip out the bar, you know, like there's these things that are that. Just being a kind person go a long way, and I think that's what I look for the most with girls. And I I do get sometimes I get bombarded, girl. Like I get bombarded I with imagine. messages
1: between Palm Springs and SD. There's a lot of queens yeah. out there, hungry, starving
2: queens. Mm-hmm. And you know I do feel like a jerk sometimes because I, I sometimes the messages get lost, and then sometimes I'm like I don't have any space anymore, or sometimes I only hear from them. They're like, Hey, girl, can I get a booking? Hey, girl, can I get a booking? And it's like. Okay, I, I know that that's all I am to you, but there's never like, hey, how, how are you? Have you been? Or I don't know, something that just. Just say I, good morning first before you try to. <laughs> yes, ask I don't me know. Or something. And <laughs> and I actually got a really so sweet message uh, the other day from Lolita. It, it, Lolita Vonti, she's one of the uh, queens here in San Diego. It was out of the blue, and I was actually feeling blue. I was like just kind of down and. She just sends me this message, just really sweet. Like, hey, girl, I just want to tell you that you know when you did this and this, and you, when you performed, you know. She's like, I just think you're amazing, and all, just like all these really nice things. And I was like, okay. And I was like, okay. I was like, thank you so much. This is so. I don't really ever get messages like that. Aren't
1: those the best? Like, the yeah. little notes that I've gotten in the past and flowers randomly are like even better than a hundred dollar tip. Yes. like. I'll remember it more.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And then when you, when and especially when you're getting something from someone that you also respect and you see as a beautiful entertainer and and a a, a beautiful queen and a beautiful soul, um, you're just like, oh my God, like, thank you. But like the universe was sending that to me for some reason.
1: I went randomly to Ellipse uh, maybe two Thursdays ago because DJ Rockstar Aaron was down here and he wanted to go out and see the girls. Uh, specifically, he wanted to go see Vancey. He had never met her, but she wasn't there this particular night. And I had originally thought, oh, I'll just, you know, bring him to Lips, get him seated, and then take off. Forgetting the machine that is Lips. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, once you <laughs> sit at that table, girl, you're locked in. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm so glad that I got to stay. And Lolita, girl, yeah, her drag has leveled up, like, unbelievably. I mean, I hadn't seen her perform in two three years I mean probably since the last time she was at uh, Bubbles. Bubbles yeah it was probably prior to COVID even yeah I don't remember when but and she was amazing yeah Alita is I mean that girl she better be going for drag race like
2: I know and that's the thing too is like there's so much talent here and so many beautiful queens that I really hope that they see it as well um, I want to see a San Diego motherfucking yeah. queen up on
1: that cast yes
2: yes, it's yes, time yes. Mm-hmm. I mean we've had Chad mm-hmm <laughs> and then, we had Chad, the one and only and Chad. I think. I mean, Jasmine Masters is from San Diego, okay. but I think she kind of, when she auditioned, I think she was like L.A. Right or I don't remember what was on her little placard whether yeah.
1: she was San Diego or L.A. She she kind of lives in between. In between, she? yeah, I think so. But We need another San Diego yeah. girls. So you're you're debating it.
2: I'm debating it. I I don't know. I don't know if. Um, I know there was a time that I really, really wanted it and I have had, you know, mentors and you know, you know, okay, yeah, let's see. <laughs> um, I see, you know, I have men, my some of my close friends and mentors, you know, I, I don't want to name drop people, but I, you know, they're wanting me to do it and, um, and I don't know, I'm, I, they're like, look, just girl, do it one more time, like just one more time and I'm like, okay.
1: So much. Effort, mm-hmm. time, and money,
2: and I've goes done it into seven Just times. auditioning, I yeah. I I got five under my belt. You know, it's yeah, seven. T- this will this would be my seventh time, and the the amount of effort and energy, and also just mindfuckery, and <sighs> the questions alone. I'm just like, what the fuck? I never even asked myself this. Like, they're like, give us three pronouns that describe who Kixi is, and I'm like. I don't fucking know like I'm so trying I don't even know who renee is can i what's a noun <laughs> yeah exactly what's a noun
1: yeah it and it, and it's and it's literally heartbreaking when you don't get chosen mm-hmm. and to like sink your and then you start questioning is my drag good enough it's it's so hard the phenomenon that is Rupaul's drag race is such um it's it's a double edged sword yeah. You know, you have people who have been destroyed for not getting on. You have people who have been destroyed once they got mm-hmm. on, you know. And then it, there's
2: people that want nothing to do with it now because they, like, you know, they have some kind of, you know, negative. They're like, it's not what I thought it was going to be. But I'm like, well, girl, what did you, what think, did it you think it was going to be? be? It's like, they're, <laughs> you're literally a pond in the game. Like, that, you know, and I so when I did, I realized that with a little bit of reality TV when I did that... um, um, what was it? What was that? Um, love and hip hop. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they wanted a J Lo and um, and anyway, Christina. No, they were uh, that, that one. No, oh, not no. that. That was a that was a Watch What Happens Live. That's right. But you... this was a like I guess the Love and Hip Hop cast was going to be here, and mm-hmm. they wanted a J Lo and a Beyonce impersonator. So they brought uh-huh. me as J Lo, and then when I realized why we were there, we were there to be the drag show so that the people they could all get into a fight because every, you know all reality shows turn into a fight some way and so it was to like get the straight men to be like oh i'm uncomfortable and then the gig ups are like this is making you uncomfortable and blah blah, blah the, and that was like and then the other girl that was there she's like living her best life like oh yes and i'm like girl do you know why we're here we're here to like we're, start shit start shit like we're like not even be part of the shit like just we're the shit that stinks and they're fighting over like because we stink. Um, and so that's, I mean, that's kind of like, I mean, it's reality TV. And to me, I don't know if Drag Race, me personally, I, I'm. this is just me personally. And if the fandom or if people here out there are like, well, I'm a Drag Race fan. And you're just saying that because you're not on it. Um, it's just lost this special thing about it. It was like. It used to be, like, this nice, fancy restaurant that everybody wanted to get into. And now it's, like, they're just McDonald's that you could just go get a cheeseburger at. And each girl is just, like, a cheeseburger that's just, like, being thrown out from, you know, there's drag race in all these countries. And, you know, And I remember back in the day, like, 10 years ago or even 12, there was, like, something special when people were on there that was, like, oh, my God, like, that queen's amazing. I don't know. There was just something that, to me, back then just seemed so much more... Special and not that, that I'm calling the girls now not special, but it's just not as, uh, I guess it's not
1: as unique as it used yeah. to be. That's the double edged sword, you know, like it's wonderful that. Drag has become mainstream. Mm-hmm. You know, it's wonderful that some of these girls are getting the recognition they deserve. It's wonderful that Bianca and Trixie and, 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 and Alaska are getting the coins they deserve. It's amazing that HBO has "We're Here Now," which is giving Shangela and Eureka and um, Bob, um, you know, this this visibility and and it's bringing drag to these small little towns. There's so many wonderful things, but on the flip side you now have We're Here, and they come into this town that's usually very conservative, Conservative. usually in some kind of red state. They put on a drag show where there's never been a drag show, and these people have this experience and this high. But what happens after? Right. Girl, that town is not going to open a drag bar.
2: Right.
1: It's like, I'm curious the aftermath of it. Now, what happens after Drag Race? Now we have the, the cool thing that we're... It's acceptable, but now our gay spaces are no longer safe spaces mm-hmm. because everybody's coming to it to kind of look at us like we're some kind of zoo. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that probably for me is the, the biggest, like, kind of kick in the ass or slap in the face, you know. Um, uh, you know I would never want to turn away a dollar at my business, but at the same time, wrangling Bachelorette parties <laughs> is like wrangling cats, <laughs> which you can't do, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know it, it's it's interesting how how it's all changed. Yeah, um, you know there's some wonderful things, and and I hope I hope that they they will continue to to learn and and uh, develop respect for the art. Yeah, you know and
2: and I just hope that who whoever is getting into drag and wants to be on like you know get into this world of fabulousness and glitter and you know th- there there are some beautiful things that come with, with drag that they don't do it just for the sake of I want, I'm want i going to be on drag race mm-hmm. because if you are doing it for that reason um, I got news for you one you may never get on there two it's not going to be what you think it is and three it's a lot of work not only to try to get on drag race but just to do this all together and if you're only reason to doing this is because you want to be a reality tv star on drag race girl get on tiktok put your energy into tiktok put your energy into your own youtube channel like i don't know something but and you better have a thick skin girl mm-hmm. that for me i feel like that's the thing that
1: probably i'm glad I, I don't think i could handle the vicious yeah the vicious fandom girl like you can't see say the wrong thing what if I'm driving down the street and I have to pick my nose and someone mm. sees it
2: or what if I'm like <laughs> on, on Grindr and they're like uh, that's <laughs> like, uh you saw nothing <laughs> <laughs> you saw nothing look away look away <laughs> but well you know I'm I'm really happy that you came here today to have a little sit with us. Well, thank you, Gigi. Thank you so much for having me. This is fun. It was kind of—it's kind of weird to hear my own voice. You have, you have a great voice. I know, but the thing is, like, when you're hearing your own voice, you're like, "Shit, like this is crazy." But you know. But it kind of—it sounds kind of fabulous. <laughs> it does. It, it does. You just want to talk to yourself more. It's—it's <laughs> it's kind of like this is the torture that the audience goes through. So, uh, <laughs> at all the shows, so. Yeah.
1: Well, we love having you around, and we um, can't wait to see what else you do. Are there any um, big things on the horizon, or are there any uh, things that you w- have your heart set that you want to do, other than drag race, which obviously you know could be an amazing thing for your career? <laughs> but are there is there any stages that you want to go, or are there anything?
2: Um, I think I just I just want to be happy. Um, Doing what I'm doing Not that I'm not happy But I just hope that I continue In this um, In the same space that I'm in Where I'm content I'm happy I'm um, I would love to Kick my YouTube channel back up The Geeky Kiki But I would want to Change it in a way where it it, Not make it so One thing But um, I don't know I, I think I'm really happy with Where I'm at at the moment Um I would love to keep working on my J Lo. I would, you know, I got to meet Christina doing Christina. I would love to, you know, maybe do something with JLo Lo when, you know, doing J Lo, um, and just keep growing as 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 a drag artist, and um, just keep putting my heart into the shows that um, I'm blessed to have right now. You know, whether I'm just a cast member at Dream Girls or or you know, producing my own. I just I just want to be happy and, and just keep putting my heart and soul into what I do. And I hope people see that. Oh, well, we definitely see it and we can't wait to see more of it. Well, thank you, Gigi. Thank you so Where much. can they find you on social media? Uh, you can find me at Kixi underscore Vixen underscore styles. Kixi. Oh yeah. Cause everybody does not know how to spell Kixi. That's K I C K like a kick. XY for like boy-girl chromosome, okay? <laughs> Kixie, that's like the easiest way to remember it. Kixie underscore vixen underscore styles at uh, on Instagram. Then on Facebook, is just Kixie Vixen Styles, and then on Twitter, it's just at Kixie. And I've been trying to play with this TikTok thing, but yeah, it's it's also just at Kixie. And um, everywhere else, you could just find me as a. Powerbottom.com. I don't know. Just- <laughs> Com- communion Commun- is this Saturday at Club San Diego.
1: <laughs> yeah. We may have to run into each other, girl. <laughs> and you can s- listen to us at thechurchofglam.com. You can find us on Spotify as well. You can find me, Jesse underscore Glam, on Instagram as well as GlitzGlamTV on Instagram. And you can also text us if you have any questions for me or Kixi. Uh, we can answer them in the future at 619-880-GLAM. <laughs> Thank you. Until next time.
2: GGTV.
0: Sundays will never be the same again. Taking politics, entertainment, well-being, mental health, LGBTQAI issues, and all things Hillcrest and drag from 12 noon on the first Sunday of every month. This is the podcast the entire community is a part of. Live from the world famous Urban Mo's Bar and Grill, this is GGTV. The Church of Glam and GGTV is a Glitz Glam and creative press production. You want to get in touch, get involved? Then text us at 619-880-Glam or email us at hello at thechurchofglam.com.